This podcast is sponsored by Magical Limitless Manifestations. You can follow them on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash limitless manifesting. This company helps you to live a better life by training you to have better patterns of thinking to achieve your goals in your life. Receive your complimentary consultation by responding at the Instagram site with I am in. back with let's talk television this is our sixth episode of the series and i'm ashley and i'm renee and today we will be talking about so this week guys this week we will be talking about our favorite tv characters Would you like to go first, Renee? Oh, you know what? I would like to go first. (laughs) So, guys, I was thinking about the characters as opposed to, you know, considering the actor behind the characters. And I started to realize up until about 15 years ago, this is a nod to Supernatural. (laughs) I can't say I ever paid maybe that much attention to TV characters. I was busy doing other things. And between Supernatural and Gilmore Girls, I started to become more interested in it because I was writing fan stories after, let's see, I can almost remember exactly when I started fan stories, February 2006. And I remember that because I wrote a fan story for Cassie and Dean of Supernatural right after the episode and discovered a world of people already writing fan stories. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And I was so surprised. Yeah, I didn't know people were out there being involved with TV that way. And so until then... I guess it wasn't on my radar, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's how I really got into being really connected to the actual character. Because I, not only in fan stories do you have the character on the show, is you, a lot of times we create our own characters. And so as far as the favorite... <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, what about you, Ashley? Well, this one was a little difficult for me to... Because I definitely have favorite TV shows. But when I was going through all of the characters for my favorite TV shows, it was really surprising to me that 
my favorite characters weren't actually from those TV shows. You would expect that that wouldn't be the case. Um, but I guess just the show as a whole in the chemistry between the actors, as you had mentioned, is what makes the show so great. You know, it's the chemistry between the cast, the writing, the direction, all of that is what makes, oh, the plot, plots, the arcs of uh, certain seasons is what makes the show as a whole great. But uh, when it comes to specific characters, you can actually like a character from a show that you don't care about that much. Um, One of my favorite characters, though, is from one of my favorite shows, uh, Paris Geller from Gilmore Girls. Yes, I said it. I feel like a lot of people would disagree with me on this. Paris Geller, is that what you said? Paris Geller from Gilmore Girls. (laughs) The reason why I think that a lot of people would disagree with me on this is because she's pushy, she's rude, she's insensitive, but these are actually the reasons why I also like her. Because even Mm -hmm. though these are faults, I feel that it falls more in line with, okay, Paris Geller, honestly, she's not a realistic character. I mean, like, you wouldn't find somebody like her in real life, necessarily. I mean, maybe you would. Um, I, you know what? I have to disagree. Okay. And I, I mean, I understand that's your opinion. But I believe in the atmosphere that they um, put them in. The competition of being in, like, you know, the highbrow school. Yeah. Where everyone had to be at a certain level. Like they were saying, you know, all these people, they go to the same colleges. So they have the same classes. You know, every everyone's a star. Yeah. And so that, I believe that's that's what she's coming out of. And so that's why she's that way. Do you think that... So I just... I, I I believe it's kind of the way that it is for that, you know, that type of personality. Do you think that um, her tenacity and her insensitivity can... Do you think that it's because she's insecure at all? Or do you think it's just because she has that drive? I think it's more the drive. The drive. And um, I think she she was insecure openly about the love thing, but everything else. So she was very, you know, persistent about you know that was kind of the way she was raised to be on top. And that's actually one of the reasons why I like her character. Uh, maybe I should say you know I do see where you're coming from. Maybe I should say that I feel that how extreme she is you could find somebody like that in real life but I guess I wouldn't be friends I don't think I would be friends with Paris <laughs> Geller in if I, if I came across a Paris Geller I would just walk away as fast as I could 
or confront her. Um, and of course, you're. I just want to say you're welcome to have your opinion on that. It's just in my mind, I was thinking that her character was kind of based on the environment, you know, that she's from. Yeah. That, that's why, I, you know, that there are a lot of people that are like that. <laughs> yeah. You might have encountered more people like that than I have, too. <laughs> because true. I'm also the kind of person, if if I feel that somebody is very confrontational and kind of rough around the edges, should I say, I don't like to interact with them. I don't flee. I'm not afraid of confrontation, but I don't like to interact with people that intentionally try to ruffle your feathers or or confrontational. Although I would say that I don't think Paris necessarily intends to ruffle your feathers unless you're in her way. You know, I think right. that some people they just get a kick out of rubbing you the wrong way and making you irate and some people just like to push buttons. I don't think that's who Paris is. And I think that's another reason why I really like her character because first of all, I think she's hilarious in the show, how she'll just come out and say whatever she's thinking. The first thing that's on her mind. And I also like that she's a female character that knows what she wants and she's going to go get it. Can she be extremely rude? Yeah. <laughs> Can she say the wrong things? Definitely. But I also love how nerdy she is and she's so smart and I would not want to be as I think that she can be callous sometimes too. So I wouldn't want to be as callous as her, but I I like how She's very, uh, I just, I, I, I love how she wants to move up. I love that. She's very, yeah. she, she aspires to be her best. Right. And I just, I think that every scene that she has with a character from the show it's just it's so lively and it's so humorous yeah so that's an interesting choice um i think that was a little unexpected um for me but i i see how you would um choose her (laughs) i was just thinking about her last night as i had maybe a couple nights ago and I, I was like, you know, I really liked her better with long hair um, because in Scandal, she and they had all her hair cut off short so yeah. that you could see her delicate features. I, I, I liked it way better long in Gilmore Girls. Of course, she was a entirely different person, you know, completely different. Um, but yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, if I had to choose a character, I decided I have to combine Rory Gilmore with Serena Vanderwoodson because okay. Rory is smart and a little quirky, <laughs> very kind of neat, and um, 
Maybe a little insecure though. But then Serena, she's got everything that you could have, but she's still insecure. However, when she does decide to do what she wants to do, she just kind of goes for it and doesn't really ask a lot of questions. So I think I would like those to be one person. <laughs> if that so makes see, sense. Paris, Paris Geller shares that with Serena Vanderwoodson. She just right. goes for what she wants. When she stopped allowing um, Blair to, be, to get in her way she just ran, went off and did what she wanted to do and then um, <clears throat> when she stopped being apologetic I felt like she she shined more and um, with yeah Rory she had she had a lot of potential that if you look at the second version of Gilmore Girls she didn't actually reach which is really so weird to me um, she did a lot of things obviously but then um, her daily life seemed to be a little amiss. But then in the end... I think that was surprising to a lot yeah. of viewers where she ended up... Back there. Because, yeah, because the initial run of the show, you know, she was this bright star. Everybody loved her, her grandparents, her mom, the Everyone entire town. On her, yeah. All her boyfriends even thought that she was great. Except for, well, Logan thought she was, but Logan didn't put her on a pedestal, which I did like, even though we have discussed. We decided they ended up together anyway, so it doesn't really matter whether or not they talked. It doesn't really, yeah. You know, I know that was her destiny. They're just good. Yeah. I'm sorry. You might not like him, but I think they they were the perfect match. All she had to do was stop thinking so much. It would have been great <laughs> if she'd been. Well, I, I if she'd been Serena like so much, but she, hold on, I'm sorry. If she'd been Serena, she would have just picked him and you know did what she wanted to do anyway. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I don't dislike the character of Logan. I just don't like how cocky he can be. Um, but I do think that he, I do think that he's the perfect match for Rory, especially since he reminds the audience of her father a little bit, and he's also extremely smart. Yeah, yeah. But um, back to sorry, back to what you were talking about. How your favorite character is a combination of those two. Yeah. Um, I was um, Blair in there, but I think she's probably more like Rory. Um, she's pretty focused on uh, what she wanted. So that's why I went ahead and chose Rory. Um, yeah, because she had a lot of, a lot of potential. It's really so. funny that you cho- that you chose Rory and I chose Paris. it's kind of funny (laughs) hmm two sides of the different coins or two sides of the same coin (laughs) I say two sides of the same coin yeah I mean Rory and Paris were best friends 
And there's a reason yeah. for that. They had a lot of commonalities, even though their personalities were <laughs> quite the opposite. And Paris manifested Rory as a best friend simply by continually saying, but you're my best friend. But you're my best friend. So apparently that's what I also did to you, Ashley. I went around telling people you're my best friend. You're my best friend. So eventually you were. (laughs) Yeah. So Yeah, I think you definitely, you definitely manifest those things. And she also took action on it, which was pretty hilarious. I like the way the show took that route without acting like oh they accidentally were roommates I like that Paris was you know intentional about it how she said that their life journey was not over yeah so I she like requested that. to be her roommate I really liked that yeah that and then was... I loved it when Rory said I can't feel my nose <laughs> <laughs> it feels like play it doesn't make any sense to me but I just love it well, no, I can explain that. It does. If you can't feel your nose, then it's like not part of your body, right? So your hands yeah. are touching. Yeah. So it's like, it's like it's not part of your body. It's like an excess something, like putty or something you're adding on, exactly. but it's not. It's not connected to you physically. Uh, makes sense to Is me. Is that what she meant? That's exactly what. She meant. <laughs> Even thinking about it makes me laugh. Actually, it just came to me in a flash. I literally never thought about it before. Really? It just came to me. But it just makes to me. Because you you can't feel it. But it's like an excess thing. Like, (laughs) what is this? What is this? (laughs) You know, I do think... Yeah, I think... I think that they have just a great friendship because... I like that there's no BS, you know, there's no fakery, and her and Lane were also really close friends, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like the chemistry between those characters were not as great as the relationship between Paris and Rory. Yeah, I mean... And I think it's because their personalities kind of pushed against each other. Yeah. And then the thing with Lane was more like from the past. It wasn't really the future. It was more focused yeah. on, you know, when she was young and little and had a different way of thinking than before she got to college. And what she was comfortable with. Yeah, that's very about, true. More about comfort. Um, yeah. Where with, with Paris, it was very much um, like growing and like I love when Paris went to Lorelai and said what are you let what are you letting Rory do she's like what are you talking about you're letting her not go to school <laughs> she <laughs> totally confronted her you know and then that, well, I think at that time Luke was like yeah yeah that's what I said <laughs> but, um, yeah I loved that Paris was very active in participating in Rory's life right she didn't take any baloney. <laughs> yeah, she knew that she had a kindred spirit, although Paris would never use those words. Exactly. But she knew that she had a kindred spirit in Rory, and she just, she she had to be in her life. She, and vice she, versa. She stood for that manifestation. She's, what are you going to do without a college degree? Work at McDonald's? Of course you're coming back to college. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's another thing I like about her, how blunt she is. That's funny. So, um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> now, I'm excited to hear your your uh, review about the Oprah interview with the Prince and Princess Sussex. Yes. And prince and princess, so, so princess. <laughs> I guess the, they aren't the that Duke anymore. and Duchess. Yeah, I knew that sounded funny, Duke and Duchess, but they're not even that anymore, are they? Yeah. So you can go into that. Well, uh, yeah, I will. I will discuss that in a bit. So last Sunday was the Oprah interview with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle which everybody is talking about this week um, because it was ultra revealing and Megan dropped a few bombshells. I would say that some were slightly expected, but others were, I think nobody really knew about. Uh, And I think part of it is because as Megan says, there's the outsider's view of what the monarchy is and what was going on between with her and Harry and their relationship to the British monarchy and what was actually going on in her life. Um, so for the interview, Oprah first sat down with Megan. Harry joined in an hour later. And Megan looked fabulous, as always. Uh, (laughs) uh, Oprah asked her questions that's been on everybody's mind since the couple stepped down from their senior royal titles. So I think that Megan and Harry are still a Duke and Duchess. I could be actually no I don't think that's true anymore I think within the past week or two those titles were officially taken away from them but I think that was very recent what happened before about a year ago is they were still considered the Duke and Duchess of Sussex but they were no longer considered his or her royal highnesses okay so they still had those titles, but they were no longer senior royals. So, you know, you would still call um, the Duke and Duchess, Kate and William, his or her royal highness, Prince Charles, his royal highness. But with Meghan and Harry, you would not say, for example, her royal highness, the Duchess of Sussex. It would just be the Duchess of Sussex. It seems a little trivial with words, but I think when you look into the British monarchy, it actually is a huge thing. At least maybe with the Brits, this is considered a huge thing. Um, But anyway, the first thing Oprah asked Meghan about was the supposed feud between her and Duchess Kate. And... What was ultra surprising was, I don't know if you heard the rumor about how uh, the British press said that Meghan made 
Kate cry the day before her wedding. No, Kate Kate made Megan cry, I thought. Well, everybody had thought that it was rumored that Megan had made Kate cry because they disagreed because they disagreed over the bridesmaid or sorry, not the bridesmaid, but the flower girl dresses. Oh, no. Because Charlotte was one of the flower girls. So I think that Kate thought that she was entitled to her input. Uh, But what, what actually came out in the interview was exactly what you said that Kate actually made Megan cry. And this sounds so ridiculous mm-hmm. if you take it out of context. Yeah. No, it really does. The first thing I thought was I feel like I'm talking about a group of friends, you know, a very yeah. personal thing. Oh, did you know that? Megan did this and blah 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 and then she yeah. made Kate cry no I heard it was the other way around <laughs> first of all you would yeah. never hear this discussed with men oh George made Jerry cry did you hear that <laughs> but there's a there is something larger than that behind this whole thing the large issue at play is that the British media was trying to paint Megan as this aggressive, uncaring woman. And that's not what it was. And, you know, like, uh, it's really a minor thing. That's what happens with large family gatherings. Somebody makes somebody else cry or makes somebody else yell or whatever. But the whole issue here is that the British media was trying to paint Megan as this really aggressive American divorcee who did not belong in the lily white British monarchy. (laughs) So I think it's good that she confirmed that she was actually the one that was crying, that was hurt. And she wasn't saying anything bad about Kate. She said that she was a good person. She gave her flowers. She apologized. Nothing big. So the second thing that uh, they talked about was Oprah asked if Megan was silent or silenced. Mm-hmm. And she did it in that great Oprah fashion where she does the air quotes were you silent or silenced and Megan said she was the latter Um, I think that's not very surprising (laughs) I just think we didn't realize I think the world didn't realize the extent to which she was silenced Um, she said that when she married I was, I'm not sure if, it, if it's when she got married or when she was engaged to Prince Harry that she went from being this independent woman to literally giving over her keys and her passport and her license. So what a lot of people have been comparing the British monarchy to is a cult which it basically does 
sound like? It sounds like an institutionalized, long-standing cult. <laughs> and um, Megan said that this really brought out a lot of loneliness and she actually said she didn't want to live anymore because the tabloids were saying abhorrent things about her um she was very lonely she actually Prince Harry would sometimes go and do things and she would just be home alone and I remember she referenced how she wanted to actually go out to lunch with friends and somebody part of the firm as they call I guess the the monarchy Mm -hmm. um, they said to her you know maybe you should lay low because you're everywhere in the press right now (laughs) her response was lay low I've only been out of the house twice in two months so I think that really and she's obviously a very sociable person there are some people that like to be home all the time and don't have a lot of social activity but I mean I personally don't know Megan obviously but you can tell by her lifestyle that she was a very sociable friendly person she liked to go out and do things but she just couldn't do that within that family and I'm about to finish up here but uh, they were talking about how the biggest bombshells were about how somebody within the family and Harry clarified that it was not the queen or his father or not the queen or his grandfather or Prince Philip but uh, somebody had asked how dark the skin of their baby might be when he's born and I think this was really surprising to a lot of people, but I wasn't so surprised about it. And I think that's because I think that it's already something within that black people are aware of. Um, I think what was surprising was that she actually admitted to it, not that it happened. Um, What are your thoughts do you have any thoughts? Oh, I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> also, that Archie's... <laughs> you said, oh, I have a lot of thoughts. Also, Archie is not considered a, a prince, mm. which is the first time it's a break in tradition. What? Are you going to share what... Um, so, what are your thoughts? Were you going to share what Harry's interview was like? Uh, Harry actually... He didn't. He basically went over and reviewed what they had discussed earlier. Oh. Uh, I think one of the biggest things, honestly, what was even bigger to me than the discussion about Archie's potential dark skin color or the darkness of his skin, was that his father stopped taking his calls. Because we really know that there's a, a huge rift between Harry in his family right now he's not talking to his brother either he's not talking to his brother he's not talking to his father and they also uh, cut him off financially he had no security for 
he or his wife or his son and it was a pretty sad interview I have to say Hmm. It, it was it was really sad but at the same time it's hopeful because they got away from all of that well okay what are your <laughs> my thoughts? thoughts I want to keep them uh, simple just by saying um, I believe that of course they you know they went over the questions beforehand and I believe they chose the ones that would create the biggest stir to air on television that's mm-hmm. what I think. Um, really? um, absolutely. That's the way it works. They have to preview. It's not. It's, it's not like me and you where we're having a conversation, and this is straight out of my mouth, straight out of your mouth. That's not how it goes on TV. <laughs> you have to approve questions, and they're only going to use in the, anything that's going to be a headline for Oprah. It's going to be something that's caused a big stir. That's how it works. They're only going to do that. So do you not do you not believe Oprah when at the beginning of the interview she said that she hadn't prefaced them no. with any of the upcoming questions? No. Okay. Um no. <laughs> no, they have to have a um, we have to have an out. Of course, you had to say that, but I don't believe that. Um, not that I'm for or against, you know, the royal family. I guess you may not remember all the things I said before Megan got married, but you probably remember a few things I shared with you <laughs> about, oh my God, what is she getting into? Um, but I sent you several videos. Well, she said herself that she was pretty, she was pretty naive. Even though a lot of people had told her, yeah. told that you don't know. What told you're her to do an into. internet search because that's all she would have had to do <laughs> to at least get a. Um, all she had to do was watch a Diana's interview where she told the horrible things they did to her. She Diana's interview is still yeah. out there where she talked about how it was and how how alone she was and the rituals and that were involved so no none of it's none of it's surprising yeah. but I just I still think they chose what would make the biggest explosion on TV you know and of course they they played the race card you know I think anyone who's never had a mixed child in their family would ask that question it's not absurd people <laughs> it's not absurd yeah it just seems that way because we're looking at it from the lens of we already you know oh Megan poor Megan well (laughs) she's you know in interracial families you never know how it's going to come out (laughs) never know it could start your child could start really light and turn really dark or he could be the same color his whole life it's not really based on the parentage it's definitely true for when it comes it's more like DNA it could be the you know, 19th relative that's dark and the kid's dark. You don't know. That's DNA. So I'm going to leave it with that. <laughs> Something to consider. Yeah. Yeah, that part of the interview, I, I, I did think it was 
a little strange that everybody was so stunned <laughs> that they asked that that question. They asked it probably in my family too. <laughs> Just have to wait and see. I do think that there's definitely a racial aspect to it, but that's also the thing. They do ask that, you know, in black families I'll hear how dark do you think not only black families but people of color Uh, I remember one of my friends who's married to an African man uh, when her child was born I would say probably about three months later he was talking about how her skin wasn't too dark you know he was proud of that um so it's not just um, I um, people literally I've seen people look at their hands the baby's hands to see how dark they'll be because apparently what yeah. the knuckles are yeah the future shade or something <laughs> it's not a, not yeah. but I think I think this is something that doesn't it's well it's not unusual to people of color but it's not something that white people are are used to asking within their family yeah there's a whole bunch of uh biracial families in the world now i just i just can't see why it was such a so dramatic i think it was made to seem dramatic is what i'm saying like oh my god well he's really pale she isn't that dark so you know there's still no way to wait to know because of the background because of the background with yeah. genetics, you never know. It skips no around. How light skin skips around. Is. You never know for sure, and I think that's why <clears throat> somebody in the family. Yeah, maybe they were just instantly curious. No, what was no, the no, intention? No. Well, I don't think it was just curiosity. Mm-hmm. The intention, I think, they were concerned about how dark the baby could be because they would never ask the opposite how pale is the baby going to be um but i think it's it's not something that's a regular in our in our world at all all the things she could have shared on public television was there anything else that they could have shared you mean come on <laughs> probably more important things you know about how was it going in los angeles did we hear anything about their new life you know, or are they just trying to ex- make? There's, you know, different ways to look at it, different yeah. ways they could have come up, come about it. Would've been nice to have them talking about their new life. You know, I'm just saying. It seems like it's, yeah. Better. Yeah. And actually, from what you told me, I don't think I'm even going to watch it. Well. Yeah, not in any time soon. I mean, if that's really? all it was about. So. I I enjoyed yeah, so it, I but it, it wasn't very uplifting. <laughs> so, guys... Yeah. Why don't you share your feedback 
about the podcast either on our Facebook page, which is Let's Talk Television on Facebook, or on the blog, randomrecaps.wordpress.com. And next week, we're going to have a fellow podcaster with us. Yes. Very close sister from another mister. <laughs> Ashley, sorry. <laughs> Oh, no, there was nothing else that awesome. I wanted to share. I'm well, I believe next time I'll have a surprise recap of the show that I'm choosing because I'm deciding still. And until then, have a great week. We will see you next week. Bye, that. Yeah.